ayo pe ona yiye wa si okan wa sha feri re ni bo se aodea fi obawa ologo ogo folorun hallelujah my daughter doesn't understand what i was singing she is english english i happen to be yoruba english because in this country we have many of us that have been accepted by the commonwealth of our queen that is what made great britain great people from various tribe and tongue brought together under the commonwealth of british empire and today we are british full-fledged and so we are getting ready to celebrate the wedding of our prince amen Amen. i'm proud to be a british a yoruba british you know what the song says is that the child of god has the right to rejoice because as time goes by day by day we understand his ways and it says and shortly we will come to the palace of our king who lives forever and ever glory to god hallelujah everyone that is in christ with tabernacle and those of you who listen to my voice across the globe i want to congratulate you you are welcome to the paradise of truth i am so happy for you because nobody can deceive you hallelujah somebody this is a place of truth we are the god of truth reside and where he reveals the truth from his pulpit so that man will be without any excuse when the prince of truth he whose name is called truth shall come yesterday and uh, for the past few weeks i've been teaching you about spell and yesterday we looked at the real understanding of the book of second corinthians chapter 10 from verse 4 which says the weapon of our warfare are not the weapons of this world and the king james says are not carnal but they are mighty through god to the pulling down of strongholds and then we began to look at the word stronghold. It says, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself against uh, uh, the knowledge of God. And we take every thought captive to make it obedient to Christ. And I told you, I'm not talking about stronghold because stronghold has been, you know, defined by the verse 5 as a constituency of thoughts that pass through human mind which eventually becomes a policy for the man to implement over his life stronghold is embodiment of thoughts that come to your human mind and eventually will become your own personal policy which you implement for your day-to-day living or for accidental decisions in life now we now recognize the fact that the bible says for the thoughts that come to our mind it, it, it said to us he said, we demolish arguments and every pretension that says itself. Oh, we're casting down, casting down imagination and everything that exalts itself above the knowledge of God and bringing every tongue to captivity or uh, um, 
and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. We recognize, therefore, that yesterday we explored the fact that Christians ought not to be overcome by spell of the devil. Because the spell of the devil comes by demons whispering ideas and thoughts into you, or human beings, Satan using the lip of a human being to instruct you into error or to try to deceive you to believe a lie or using peer pressure. And I remember yesterday I told you we were going to look into Jeroboam and Rehoboam, but I beg to differ tonight or beg your pardon. We are going to look at that tomorrow. Because today in our daily Bible study, we are supposed to have read the book of First Timothy chapters 1 to 3. Hallelujah, somebody. Why are you looking at me like that? I have to look at you, Sue. Now listen, therefore. <laughs> we, are, we are supposed to have read. Every member of this church, I gave you what to read daily. Make sure you don't leave home without reading them. Because that chapter, like those chapters I gave you today, you read them in five minutes. Those of you who are very fast reader. And if you are a slow reader, you read it in 15 minutes. Amen. Because they are short verses. But having said that to you, I will be looking into that very scripture because it has to do also with mind control. Now we established from various scriptures that Satan can never, or man can never curse a Christian. A Christian cannot be cursed. The Bible says so clean, clear. But yet there are Christians who are cursed. And when we say a Christian cannot be cursed, we mean verbatim. As the Bible says it, if you are a child of God and anybody tries to put spell and curse on you, it cannot work. For, for curse to affect a Christian, you must have derogated from the Christian principle. And that's what the Bible says here too, that for spell to affect a Christian, you must have derogated from the truth, the word of God. And that's why it says you must cast down every vain imagination and take all your thought captive. Every imagination that comes to the mind of a Christian, you must examine it by the written word of God. Alright? And we have seen how, from the exposition yesterday, how many of us have blundered in the church of God across the globe because um, we allow thoughts in our, that come to our mind just to pass through without really checking it by the word of God. And we have taken decisions out of the stronghold which have amounted or resulted into regrets. In our lives. I was just sharing this with uh, my wife today when we were coming. That you know there are some mistakes a man make. And you can correct it immediately. And with little consequences. There are some mistakes a man made. And the consequence will linger with you for a few years. There are some mistakes that a man make. And you will die in the consequence. One of the mistakes that lasts even some. Their mistake will last beyond their death. The mistake of Eve lasted beyond her death. All right? The mistake of Samson died with Samson. Or it lasted throughout the rest of his life. The mistake of Solomon took him from grace to grass. And we look at these mistakes that are committed by people. And we look yesterday in summary. The mistake of Rehoboam brought about the prophecy spoken against his father and took the government away from him. A person who should be the king of everybody now became a king of his own house. And we recognize that all these mistakes are due to Satan speaking to the mind 
of man. In the position where, or in the situation where, and yeah, Satan, Satan, those situations arise because Satan spoke to the mind of a man. But having spoken to the mind of a man, what gave birth to the problem or situation is the fact that man could not examine that thought by the word of God. And I told you, many Christians on earth today don't even know the Bible. And if a Christian doesn't know the Bible, and all what you rely upon is somebody telling you the Bible, and they will tell stories in the Bible which you have never read. No wonder if they were telling you wrong stories, how can you prove that is wrong? So in this church, therefore, we have set up various mechanisms to help Christians to read the Bible. In uh, New Cross Branch, we have the Shiloh Pillars who meet every morning, uh, three mornings in a week. Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. <coughs> and they study the Bible from Genesis, chapter by chapter. And they meet and pray. And it's at 10 o'clock. For any one of you who want to join them, maybe you live around New Cross. There is prayer, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and Bible study. In CFT, Bethesda building in New Cross, London. But then in Cathedral, they meet on Tuesday. Because Cathedral is a new baby of the New Cross. They meet every Tuesday and they look at the Bible, read the Bible and pray. We also have our Bible exposition school, that is Bible school, uh, on Wednesdays and Tuesdays. Wednesdays in New Cross Church and Tuesday in, in, uh, in um, Cathedral, where Reverend Omar look at chap- different books of the Bible, but you look at chapters and verse by verse. And that is concentrated on Bible application, so that we can apply those things we learn from those verses to our contemporary lives. And of course, too, we have now your Bible daily reading, which will help you to really study and know the stories of the Bible and understand the stories of the Bible and be able to really know the Bible. Now, if you have all these things going on in a church, it will be very strange if anybody is a member of the church and is not part of it. Hallelujah. Aha. What can cause that? spell <laughs> your enemy the devil prowls around looking for someone to devour <laughs> hallelujah somebody but that's someone that he will devour it will not be me <laughs> for it not to be me i must study to show myself approved workman hallelujah so we recognize from that scripture that the weapons we fight with are not, spirit, are not welcome of the war, but they are the word of God, using the word of God to judge every imagination. Of course, that explained to us yesterday about Ephesians chapter 6 verse 10 that says, Finally be strong in the Lord and in the mighty power. Put on the full armor of God that you may take your stand against the devil's schemes. So understand the word devil's schemes is devil's deception. Alright? A schema is somebody who is tactically trying to get you, isn't it? Deceive you. You know, the word scheming is always used for footballers. The one that we, that we score. You know, the one who has the ball. We take everybody in the back, in the, in the goal post. He will deceive them away. Whereas the one who is score has penetrated their miss. And while they are still focusing on him who is trying to deceive them with the football, he kicks it to the one who is caught. When they look at their back, the ball is in the net. Satan is a schemer. All right? And the scheme is in your imagination. 
and you can hold him captive by the word of God. But it says in that scripture, for our struggle is not with flesh and blood, but against rulers, against authorities, against powers of the dark age. Or let me read it for the on the sign of those of us who are old school. For the we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in high places. Now I'm reading this because I want to take you into something. There are some people among intercessors who have presented principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, and spiritual hosts of wickedness as something so powerful. Of course, the Bible talks about the government of Satan. I have done teachings on the government of Satan. But let me help you understand this. It doesn't matter whether a spirit is a principality or he's a power or he's a ruler. Eh? Or his uh, spiritual host of wickedness in high places. It does not matter. Why does it not matter? The same Ephesians chapter 2 verse 6. It says, And God raised us up with Christ and seated us up in the heavenly realm in Christ Jesus. So any Christian, anyone born again, the moment you are born again, you are picked up and taken to the heavenly realm. And you have your seat in the right hand of God in Christ Jesus. But if you look at in chapter 1, when Paul began to speak, Paul went further to say in verse uh, 18, I pray also that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened. You understand that? In order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints. And it's incomparably great power for us who believe. The power that is available to those who believe in Jesus is incomparably great. Listen to me. It says that it cannot be compared with any power. Incomparably great power for us who believe. And it says... That power is like the working of his mighty strength, which he exerted in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand of God. Where? In the heavenly realm. And you remember Ephesians 2, 6 says that we have been raised in Christ and been seated in the right hand of God. Where is the right hand of God? Heavenly realms. That realm is higher than any realm. Yes, I love that. Amen. Look at what it says. Where is the realm of the right hand of God that you and I are seated? Shall we read this in verse 21 together? One to go. Far above principality. Hmm? Yes. Yes. Excuse me. Let me explain the book of or the, that scripture in NIV. You know, Ephesians that I read to you, uh, uh, 6.12, it talks about principalities, powers, and rulers of darkness, spiritual hosts of wickedness. But these Ephesians has pre-warned you. Before he told you about the devil, he first told you about you who believe. And he said, we are seated in the right hand of God. And the right hand of God is far above all rule. Not some rule. All authority. 
Because when you have all, and you have a word and another word, every word that comes after all, all is applicable to all words in language understanding. So, we are above all rule, all authority, all power, and all dominion, and every title that can be given not only in the present age, but in the age to come, the right hand of God is talking about the location of the right hand of God. Now, give me King James Version of this one. He says the right hand of God is far above all principalities, above power, and might, and dominion, and every name, whether you call him Lucifer, you call him Abaddon, every name of a demon that you may mention. The right hand of God is far above all those names that is named not only in this world, but also in the world to come. Now, that's the right hand of God. Let's read chapter, two, chapter 3 verse 6 again. And chapter 2 verse 6 again. It says in chapter 2 verse 6, And God raised somebody, say after me, God raised me up. And seated me in the right hand of God. In the heavenly places. God raised me up with Christ. And seated me with him. That is with Jesus. In the heavenly realms. In Christ Jesus. Look at the King James. It says, And had raised us, me, up together with Jesus. And made us sit together in the heavenly realm. In Christ Jesus. If the Bible says, Christians, when you are born again, you have been raised with Christ. And you are seated in Christ and with Christ. In the heavenly realm, in the right hand of God. So a Christian is far above powers, principalities, rulers of darkness, spiritual hosts of wickedness. That is the scripture for you. Let me help you understand something. What spell does is that it sells you a lie and makes you believe a lie. Spell can make a ruler believe that he is a servant. It can make a person who should be a professor in the nation believe that he is the dullest human being in the nation. I went to the graduation ceremony of one of my daughters in the church, uh, uh, Barista Effa. And one of my friends there, George, 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 um Justice um, Lord George, Lord George, he came up and said that, look, I, am, I became the chief judge of the Federation. I came out in third class in my LLB. And he said, but today I'm the chief justice. I was chief justice. And when he said that, he was saying that to tell those people who are just young lawyers, don't underestimate yourself. I have a lecturer who has a PhD in trust law. When he enters the class, the first thing he says is that in my trust law, I failed in my LLB. And I came out with third class. Because of that, I decided to do PhD in trust law. And so he went in and did master's degree. And then he did his PhD in trust law, which he failed in his LLB. Listen to me. Spell is, is, is sent to deceive you that you will not believe what God really says about you. So every teaching that tells you, contrary to what I'm showing you, is a spell.
This scripture didn't tell me that ministers of God, apostles, and God had raised apostle up, or prophet, or teacher, or general overseer, or bishop. It says God raised every Christian up, okay? And seated every Christian in Christ, with Christ, in the heavenly realm. And I read to you from the previous scripture, chapter 1, which tells you that the right hand of God that you are seated is far above principalities and powers and rulers of darkness. And he went for to say, or any title, any title. So the name of a demon is irrelevant. What is relevant is the name of Jesus Christ who lives inside you. The name of powers or principalities, whatever arsenal that they have, whatever power they have, whatever manifestation that may come from the pit of hell, has nothing to do with you. Satan is just doing what God commanded him to do, what God created you know, him to do. He is a ravager. If he ravages, it doesn't matter. Listen to me. But what matters is this. You cannot be afraid of a gate man that you employed. And your gate man is threatening you, telling you the time you should come in and go out. If that happens to you, then something is wrong with your mental. So it is for a Christian who has been debased by false teachers. Christians who have been lied to by false doctrine. The intention of false doctrine is to undo what God says you are. So that you will not manifest to the full potential of yours when you are on earth. And let me help you understand this. The devil has crippled many Christians by this. Because you fail one time doesn't mean you are a failure. Listen to me. If you fail one time, you are not serious enough. Get serious the next time and do it. Whatever you, you set your heart to achieve on earth, if you fail in it, keep going. I'll tell you this again. Don't quit for another thing until you capture that. Because the discipline that will capture that is what you need to be successful in any other thing you go to. If you don't capture that and you go to another thing, you will be a bag of failure of several things. Listen to me, therefore. Don't let the devil deceive you. The Bible says... I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. The world system, which is ruled by Satan, says, Jack of all trade, master of none. And the Bible says, Jack of all trade, master of all. Hallelujah, somebody. I can do all things. Say, I can do all things. Say it again. I can do all things. I can do all things. Say it. I can do all things. I can do all things. Let it go to your spirit. I can do all things. I can do all things. I can do all things. I am the head and not the tail. The spell of the devil sells wrong doctrines. You remember we zeroed into the book of First Timothy, which you have read today, chapter 4. Really, you are going to chapter 4 tomorrow, verse 1, which says, In the latter days, some will abandon the Christian faith and follow deceiving spirit and things taught by demons. Now, let's go to the book of First Timothy. And I will take you through your lecture, your reading for today, chapter 1. If I don't finish it, I'll continue tomorrow. Because I will stick to my time. First Timothy chapter 1. It's good for us to understand this before we move ahead. Because many Christians, or some Christians, it's many really, have been so deceived. Because they don't read the Bible. They are afraid of Satan. Hallelujah. They are so much afraid of Satan. To the extent that Satan is afraid of, they are afraid of him. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let's look at the scripture. My intention in reading the scriptures with, with you is because I want us to go through the stories and get the messages that is written in, within the lines. 
But at the same time, I want us to rub mine together for us to understand how we will understand the written words. It is necessary for you to know how to understand the Bible. In every career that you are going into, if you are not taught the language of the career and how to understand it, you will meet many languages along the way that will confuse you. Same thing with the scriptures. Let's look at the scripture. It says, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the command of God, our Savior, and of Christ Jesus, our hope. Now, there are a number of understanding that comes from here. The first thing is that Paul was trying to validate his accreditation, his credentials, that he is called by God. Not by man. Nobody preached to Paul. Jesus himself, after resurrection, appeared to him and preached to him. Hallelujah. But it also helps us to understand here that our hope is Christ himself. Okay, the next verse says, To Timothy, my true son, in the faith. You will find Paul several times referring to Timothy as his son. I was watching on your social media sometime, and I saw some uh, unschooled men, I call them ignoramus, people who try to interpret the scripture without having the knowledge of what they're talking about. I was saying that, you know, why should uh, some ministers call some people their, their sons? Or why should some Christians call some people their father? The reason why is because, as it is on earth that physically people are born by a father, in the spiritual people are born by a father too. A person who has no father cannot have wisdom. Hallelujah, somebody. Because Paul said there are many instructors, but few fathers. And here Paul, in the Bible, called Timothy, my son. Christ's tabernacle members are my own sons. Hallelujah, somebody. If you are happy to be my son, say amen. amen. Listen to me. I had a father. I had two fathers. One is my father, one is my grandfather. In the spiritual. My grandfather was... I, uh, Apostle Joseph Ayobabalola, who was the one who prophesied concerning my conception and also spoke concerning what I'm doing today, more than how many years ago? Over 60 years ago. Now, I also have another father who God chose for me and he lays his hands on me when the time was almost up for him to go for the transfer of unction. And that is Prophet Tio Obadari. If you look at these two people that I came from their lineage, I have a lot of, you know, resemblance with them. You know, I have a lot about the prophetic of Abadari, and I have a lot about the apostolic of Joseph Ibabalola. And God does this, because when God created mankind, he appoints fathers. You know, nobody can just be a father of anybody, unless God, I'm not talking about adoption now, I'm talking about giving birth to a child. It is God who sent to you, the child that will be born by you. It's the same thing God who sent to those he has ordained as fathers, the sons that will be raised by them. And what will happen to them is this. The gene of that father is in them. So that when God will manifest in that father, God will do incredible things through that father. And then the sons of that very loin will begin to carry the same spirit. Because the oil falls on, on the head, it goes to the collar. So the scripture tells you that fatherhood is of the Bible. Anybody who says it's not is an antichrist. Now, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. Now, verse 3. As I urge you, when I went into Macedonia, underline the word Macedonia, stay there in Ephesus so that you may command certain men not to teach false doctrine any longer. 
nor to devote themselves to myth and endless genealogies. These promote controversy rather than good work, which is by faith. A God's work, which is by faith. Now, I want to sound this warning to all Christians globally. You know, the social media is given by God for us to preach the gospel. It is not given by God for us to criticize other people or validate other people. You know what Paul said here? He said to Timothy, there are people teaching wrong doctrine. But I want you to correct the wrong doctrine. All right? But he he told us also that these people who preach wrong doctrine, they turn to, they devote themselves to myth, endless genealogies, things that promote controversies rather than God's work. If you look at this, uh, uh, over the past few times, uh, uh, short period, uh, months or whatever, or years, we have some people who rose up in Africa who are talking against African ministers. Oh, they are buying jets, they are doing all this stuff. And anything where you turn to them, it is running down somebody, looking for what those ministers say that is not correct. That's all you find from them. They are antichrist. It is the spirit of Antichrist that came upon them. I will show you as we go on here. You will recognize that anything that causes controversies, anything that causes, you know, um, uh, 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 that is contrary to the work of God, to the place whereby one of them said that tithing is of the old. Haven't he read by his own mouth that Jesus said we should tithe? Haven't the Bible be full of evidences that we should tithe? Those people are not of Christ, they are anti-Christ. Now, Paul began to say that when you correct wrong doctrine, verse 5 talks about the goal. The goal of this command to correct wrong doctrine is love, which comes from pure heart and a good conscience and a sincere faith. So when we correct errors, we correct errors in love because our intention is for people to know the truth, not to castigate a particular person. And anybody who corrects error by the Holy Spirit cannot himself end up perpetrating errors in trying to defend his ideology, maligning the scripture, or manipulating the word of God. Then that is not the spirit of God. And this happened in time of Paul. So he commanded uh, uh, um, Timothy that, look, errors are going on, but don't follow them. Teach them the truth, but teach them with a heart of love with the intention for all men to know the truth. And so it says, the goal of this command is love, which comes from a pure heart and a good conscience and a sincere faith. Now look at verse 6. What happens to people who perpetrate error and those people who malign the word of God? Some have wandered away from this and turned to meaningless talk. <laughs> They want to be teachers of the law, but they do not know what they are talking about or what they are confidently affirming. Let me just say something to you. When I, when I finished teaching the leaders and went to prepare, I just saw uh, something flash on my telephone and I looked at it. And it was somebody who many of you know and wrote on the, on the, um, on the social media that... Uh, China has zero church and they rule the economy of the world. 
It says Sweden have X number minimal little churches and they have the best economy. It says uh, these other countries have no church, more church, and they have the, you know, the uh, government is stable. And he was talking about that and then he ended up saying that. But Africa has several churches and, um, and uh, you know, they are not prosperous and all this calamity. You know, I quickly replied that person that, well, number one, I speak to you now as an intellectual. All the statistical information you give are not correct. Because China has one of the largest number of Christians under heaven. The number of Christians in China is more than the number of Christians in the whole world put together. People are getting to born again in China in millions. And those of us who are clergymen, uh, we know that. Uh, now, the other thing I said to that person is this. You are living in America as a believer. Let's assume that the believer recognized that, uh, you know, all these statistics, if we assume that they are true. What have you done as a Christian? What can you show me about the God you serve? People like us who believe in Jesus, rather than wasting our time on meaningless talk, we should make a change in the community where we are. In education, we should be known to be in front line. In impartation in the nation, in changing of the nation, we should be known to be in the front line. We should engage ourselves in the government of the nation, in those who invent in the nation. Because if we accuse Africa of religiosity without any manifestation, and we ourselves are puppets in the nation that we are, then we are hypocrites. I will together now. And I said that is what Christ Peter Manacul is doing in London. <laughs> we are affecting the nation where we are bold. The book of Jeremiah 29 says that, you know, pray for the prosperity of the land that I take you. And it says when it prospers, you will prosper. He said when you get to that land, he said increase and not decrease. He said be blessed and be established. And he said money for your children, build houses. He didn't say build houses. So, if you look at these people who criticize on television, how do you know meaningless talk? They keep on talking nonsense, but they have nothing to show. Anybody who is going somewhere on earth, don't listen to mediocres. Because if you listen to mediocres, they will soon turn your good heart into mediocrity. Are we in agreement? Yes, sir. And that's what Paul is saying here. Don't waste your time listening to people who have nothing to show. Somebody who tells you that I want to sew clothes for you, you have to look at the clothes that he's wearing. Hallelujah, somebody. You want to sew clothes for me, I will look at your own shirt. I suppose I want to buy you a shirt, I will look at the kind of shirt you are wearing. If your shirt is not the standard I wear and the class I wear, I will tell you that don't bother. Just give me the money. Hallelujah. Because you may go and buy me teru shirt and I don't like teru for shirt. Hallelujah. Don't listen to mediocres. Listen to people who have encounters of God. People who give testimony of what Jesus has done to them. Rather than people who look for what others are saying and they are doing nothing. Are we together now? It says in verse 5. Now, no, verse, verse, verse 7. They want to be teachers, these people, of the law. But they do not know what they are talking about. Or what they so confidently affirm. 
Understand, these people perpetuate these errors and talk this malicious talk. They feel so confident that what they are doing is of God, is of the Holy Spirit. But check the Bible. The Bible has given us guidelines about what the Holy Spirit can do and what it cannot do. It has given us guidelines about people speaking of the Holy Spirit and people who are speaking of the devil. And this is what Paul was warning Timothy, his son. Now they feel so strong in what they are saying. But they do not know the law. Verse 8 says, we know that the law is good if, one's use, if, it's, if one uses it properly. We also know that the law is made for, not for the righteous, but for lawbreakers, for rebels, the ungodly, the sinful, the unholy, the irreligious, for those who kill their fathers and mothers, for murderers, for adulterers, for perverts, for slaves, traitors, and liars, and pejorers, and for whatever else is contrary to the sound doctrine that comes to the glorious gospel that conforms to the glorious gospel of our blessed God which is entrusted to me. Now, let me help you understand this. That scripture sometimes, people have asked questions, how could law be for the pejorers and the lawbreaker and all stuff? But before we look at that, look at the conclusion. It says, and for whatever else is contrary to the sound doctrine, and it, it defines sound doctrine. Sound doctrine that conforms to the glorious gospel of our blessed God, which is entrusted to me. A sound doctrine must conform to the glorious gospel of our blessed God. That's the first thing which is more important. But the second thing is this. When he says that law is for the lawbreakers, I think Paul was speaking in that shoes as a lawyer. And those of you who are in law, please, let's talk together. Now, Law talks about, in jurisprudence studies, about a period of conscience and morals when people set standards of compliance by morality. And they soon found out that morality is guided by various circumstances and elements. Now, in a country where people marry girls of nine and eight and big, you know, old grandfathers sleep with them and add them as wives, their standard of moral true conscience certainly will be a debased standard to somebody born in a culture like this that that is purified. Yes? But then after some time, they came to the place whereby rather than, you know, set a standard by moral because it is not, it is not, it could not be a unison level for measuring, you know, uh, uh, you know uh, uh, morality. They came about certain laws. Now, the Bible talks about three, three, three dispensations. Adam to Moses, time of conscience, which is moral. And we can have evidence of law in that because the generation of um, Noah, their moral standard got so debased that God had to wipe them off. Now, we can also look at the example of the children of Noah. After they came out of the flood, no, the, the children of, sorry, the, the children of um, uh, Lot, after the moral standard of, of um, uh, Sodom and Gomorrah became so terrible and God wiped them off, and the children of the daughters of Lot, from the act that they committed by sleeping with their father, is not too far from why God destroyed the first world. You know, they destroyed the Sodom and Gomorrah. And if you look at it, therefore, 
From that time of Adam to Moses was time of conscience. And so, in the time of Moses, God came with the law. So before law came, no sin. But when law came, then there is sin. So law is not given for just sanity. Law is given to to reveal offenders. That is what law is given to. When there is a law, it only reveals offenders. Law is not for the righteous because in in the midst of righteous, law is irrelevant because they are righteous. They can't break it. So law, therefore, is created not for the righteous, but for the offenders. This is the philosophy that Paul was speaking about here. Law is for the law offenders. Because law reveals offenses. You know, if, we are, if you are driving on a road 100 miles per hour, and suddenly they change the sign to 30 miles per hour, and they put a camera there. What does it reveal? It reveals those, at, from that time, anybody who goes beyond 50 is overspeeding, isn't it? So law, therefore, reveals sin. Okay? That is the reason why, by the law of old, nobody could be righteous. So the time of Jesus came, which is the time of grace, that the blood expiates for contraventions that came from Adam. Are we together now? Come on, let's follow Paul. This man, I love him so much. I love to read his letters. Now, if we look further, then he says, verse 12. Yes, please, I have about eight minutes more. Verse 12 says, I thank Christ Jesus, our Lord, who has given me strength, that he con- con- considered me faithful, appointed me to the service, even though I was once a blasphemer and a pejorer and a violent man, I was shown mercy because I acted in ignorance and unbelief. So people who act in ignorance, why should we condemn them? God's mercy is hanging over them. When you see an idol worshiper do all the evil of idols, why should you condemn him? Alright? Because he's ignorant. He doesn't know what he's doing. And this is the reason why we need to really take the gospel of Jesus to everybody. The grace of our Lord was poured out on me abundantly along with the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. Verse 15. Here is the trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. Watch this. Christ Jesus came into the world, amen, to save sinners like me, of whom I am the worst. Hallelujah. So this scripture tells you that Christians should have no sentiment about anybody that is not born again. Whatever they believe, either sexual orientation or, you know, other religion, idol and stuff. I mean, don't be afraid of them. Don't, don't, feel, don't feel that they are, they, are, they are less human. They are not less human. In the time of ignorance, God overlooked. But now he commanded all men. Believers need to know how to disengage the spirit that works in a man from the man that God has made. So that your compassion can be for the sinner while you hate the sin. And your hating sin should not, turn, should not now take you to hate the man. God loved the world. He gave his son. He loves sinners, but he hates sin. And Christians should stop condemning sinners. No. You, 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 you are going to hell. Are you the one who has the key of hell in your hands? That you can just open the door of hell to people and you know those who will go to hell <laughs> and those who will not. 
Believers should change their orientation. Now, therefore, it says in the next verse, 16, but for the very reason, for that very reason, I was shown mercy, so that in me, the worst of sinners, Christ Jesus might display his unlimited patience. Did you see this? As an example for those who believe in him and receive eternal life. Now to the king eternal. I love that. To the only wise God. Glory. Glory. Did you not come to your mind when you read this? Glory to glory to glory to glory to glory to glory to God. Look at what he said. I love it. Now to the king eternal, immortal, invisible, the only God, be honor and glory forever and ever, and all the saints shall say, Amen. Amen. Verse 18, it says, Timothy, my son, again, I give you this instruction in keeping with the prophecies once made about you, so that by following them you may fight a good fight. This tells you that prophecies that are given to you is a compass for you to follow. I follow the prophecy that I, I received from the Lord Jesus from 1984 February. That is what is keeping me going on. What prophecy does is that it strengthens you in your journey. When you have revelations from God about your life, nobody can confuse you that you is, you is not. Come on now. Therefore, you need to remember the prophecy spoken about your life and follow it to letter. Because they wait, they await a time. Though they linger, do not worry. They will surely come to pass. They will not tarry. And so Paul said to his son, you know, don't follow people who have no vision. Don't follow people who have no, no prophecy. You have a prophecy, you have a mandate in the place where you are. Commit your heart to serving God. Face your prophecy and work it out. Then he went further to say, so that by following them, you might fight a good fight because you know you are going somewhere. You know, let me say this to you. Every one of you who are raised in Christ with Tabernacle, I have told you what your future will be. Brilliant future. Great future. You cannot allow peer pressure to down, to, to derail you. You cannot allow people who, are, who, who have no future, who don't know where they're going to derail you. If you are here, you know where you are going. Hallelujah, somebody. Come on now. <laughs> I can see like Jesus, I know where I'm going. <laughs> Amen forevermore. Those who serve him know where they're going. And so commit your life to that. Any information that is not in line with your vision, don't accept it. It's a waste of your time and life. I told you yesterday, Satan uses social media to waste life of people. The time they should constructively spend to add more value to their life, they are wasting it, watching useless people talking, people who have derailed, looking for accomplice, people who are frustrated, looking for accomplice. If you serve God well, God will serve you too. There is covenant for those who are faithful, and it's a covenant of peace and prosperity. It's a covenant of power and revelation, and that is what you should face. Are we together now? Do not listen to people who have nothing about God. This is a place where God happened. Amen? It says, among those type of people, are Hymenaeus and Alexandra, whom I have handed over to Satan 
to be taught a lesson. I hope that these people who are talking on social media against all these ministers all over the world will understand this. If anybody follows them and begins to say those things, you are handed over to Lucifer for destruction. You know, I can say this because nobody can say anything about me. And if you can, let's get into it together. You will fail. No, I'm not praying. I'm talking real thing. Amen. And you who are God's saints on earth, don't follow those people who go about maligning others, talking down what God has blessed, who go about wasting the lives of people instead of teaching the word of God so that people can be enriched by the word. They have no testimony of encounters of God. They are blabbers only with shouts and meaningless talk. I want to stop here tonight. Tomorrow, we will go ahead and look at further instruction from, from uh, Paul to Timothy. But I want to say to you today, just to give you a little precede about wrong doctrine. To speak against wrong doctrine is a command. To correct wrong doctrine is a command. But to attack human beings, it is of the devil. To run down people because of one mistake they have made is of the devil. Don't worry, let me say this to you. God is the only one who knows the conscience of man. And Jesus said when they brought the woman to be stoned to death to him, he said anyone who has not committed a sin should cast the first stone. And nobody could cast a stone. For you who listen to me, our future is bright, our future is brilliant, our future is sure. There is something I can assure you, there is no devil under heaven that can stop anyone who follows what I teach you. There is no man under heaven, no matter how diabolic the man is, that can touch you or do anything contrary. Because you follow what I teach you, I tell you this, the spell of Satan can never prevail in your life. Shall we stand up together? Let's lift up our voices unto God and thank God for the spirit of revelation. Shall we begin to pray prayer of thanks? Lord, we bless you for the spirit of revelation. Oh, Lord, we exalt you. Thank God for the spirit of revelation. Yes. Paul said, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened that you may know. Begin to thank God for the knowledge he had given to you. The, re- the revelation of heaven that he had given to you. The understanding of the world that he had given to you. Oh, sovereign Lord, we praise you and worship you. We magnify your holy name, O King of heaven. Thank you, Lord. 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 Yes, sovereign Lord, we pray thee. Blessed be your holy name, O King of Heaven. In Jesus' anointed name we are prayed. Now, we are going to pray regards the vision, the prophecy God has spoken to us. And the vision God has shown you about yourself. Vision God has spoken to people concerning you. Which, is, which has to do with your, with your future, about your marriage, about your family. Prophecies that have been spoken over your life. We are going to pray, Lord, empower me to follow the prophetic that you have given me to the end. Now let me say this. 
The prophetic that you have received, not only from oral prophecy, but from the written word, God prophesied to you from the Bible. Come on now. He says, in blessing, I will bless you. He says, you will be head and not be still. He says, blessed is the man who works on the counsel of the wicked. Next, verse, four says, verse 3 says that, whatever he lays his hands on, these are prophecies of God to you. He says, you, are, you read it all the time. He, he hears the prayer of those who seek him. He cares for all mankind. You are going to tell God, <clears throat> let the prophecy of your word and the prophecy spoken to my life be the anchor of my faith. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. Every spirit that tries to dissuade you from the prophetic of heaven, that you will rebuke them in the name of Jesus Christ. Help me, O oh God, to listen to the prophecy of heaven. Tell God, help me see myself the way you are seeing me. Open my eyes. He said, whenever a man turns to Jesus, the veil is removed, the veil is removed, the veil is removed. Tell the Lord, help me see myself the way you see me. No matter how old you are, you still have a better tomorrow. If you can connect to Jesus today, he shall make your tomorrow better. There is no confusion for those who are in Christ Jesus. For in Christ Jesus, the Lord of spirit of life has set us free from the Lord of sin and death. There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ. Tell the Lord, enable me to see. Give me sight to see. Give me understanding to know. Let me see as you see. Let me know as you know. In the book of John chapter 5, 19, Jesus says, I do what I see my father do. Tell the Lord, open my eyes to see what you do. In every situation in my life, guide my decision in life. Guide my decision in life that every decision I take will be in line with your will. This is the month of May. Help me not to blow my life up anymore. I want to follow your direction, O oh God. Pray from your spirit. You are talking to the living God. Don't pray like somebody who is weary. Don't let Satan cheat you here. When others are crying to God, don't just sit down and be looking. Pray in the name of Jesus. Help me to see my tomorrow as written by you. Help me to see the way. The Bible says you are the Lord who teaches us the way that we should go. Help me, O God, open my eyes, open my eyes. I want to see what you are seeing. I want to know what you are knowing. I want to see what you are seeing. I want to know what you are knowing. Give me revelation knowledge, O God. That I may please you, my king. Tell the Lord, direct me daily. Direct me every minute. Connect me with your Holy Spirit. Tell God, let me hear your audible voice. Father, let me see visions. Let me see trance. There are others who are enjoying this. <clears throat> Tell the Lord, it's my time also. Speak to me, Lord, by audible voice. The wisdom of Solomon, the knowledge of the Solomon, the knowledge you put in Daniel, Daniel 117. <coughs> Let it be fulfilled over my life that I may rejoice in your holy name. Thank you, 
Jehovah. In Jesus' anointed name we are prayed. There is a sign hanging over United Kingdom. We are going to pray for the Prime Minister. If you have been reading the sign, he's standing towards that she should resign. And it's going to increase, it's not going to decrease. There is another sign over the parliament, a great confusion. Regarding custom union, it's a pity I've not been able to address this issue with you. Maybe in this month of May, I will address the issue of the, of the single market and custom union that you may know clean clear. Really, I think it's good for me to do an expose on this for Christians who have been deceived. All right? The way we are now, our Prime Minister has said that we are not going to custom union. Okay? And let me tell you this, for a simple heart, an uneducated person, the only difference is this. If we're in custom union, if we want to do trade with China, China had 2 billion people. All right? Or whatever, 1 point something billion. We have the whole Europe over 0.5 billion. So 0.5 billion people are going to a country of almost 2 billion and telling him we want to buy this from you. Whereas it's one of the nations who they are negotiating for. Now that country will sell it to the poor, the poor, because it's 500 million people cheaper, okay, than England go with 80 million of people. Also, we will, we will buy the same thing that Europeans will be buying for, we will buy what Europeans will buy for one-fifth, let's say 25p. If we go to buy the same thing from China, we may pay one pound. Okay? So this is what's going to happen to you and I. In this, in this country, by default, every commodity will shoot up. Okay? Many of us will be traveling to Calais to buy things, which will affect anybody who opens shop in this country. These are not uh, gimmicks, and this is not prophecy. All right? I gave about two years studying this and wrote papers on it. Forget about any other thing. So, it is very interesting that some people will say that let's be alone so that we can suffer. Against, let us remain there so that at least we can still have some... Already many people are jobless. Why do we have food bank increasing every time? Why do we have homelessness increasing? People lost their job. RBS will be, will be sacking 800 people anytime from now. And the more we get closer to the D-Day, the more many people will lose their job. The more uncertain the industry is, the more, you know, issues will be happening economically in this country. God revealed to me 2004, I told you, all of you, for one year, I saw Britain take a plate and they were going from nation to nation begging for food. I told you in 2004 now. So we want to pray for our prime minister. You know why we pray for our prime minister and the, and the parliament? That the Lord should have mercy on our country because of us and override every wrong thought and manifest his divine will, enforce his will. That when they open their mouth in parliament, they may have a decision, but they will say what God is saying. Like what God did to Balaam. All right, God should do it to all members of parliament and members of house of Lord. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. It is the will of God we want in this nation. God, we have mercy upon United Kingdom and override all this confusion in the parliament and override decisions of people in the parliament. We appointed them there to protect our interests. 
Father, we pray for wisdom from heaven, for counsel of God. Have mercy on our great nation. Do not allow this nation to go from grace to grass. Oh, Lord our King, we pray thee. Oh, Lord our King, we pray thee. Oh, Lord our King, we pray thee. Have mercy on us. In our own time, United Kingdom will prosper. United Kingdom, destroy every pride, oh God, in the heart of our Prime Minister and all the members of Parliament. Let everyone humble themselves before you and speak the truth. Lord, we want, us, we want the voice of truth to begin to rise up in our nation, United Kingdom. Many more people speaking the truth, speaking the truth. A mob of people rising up and speaking the truth, speaking the truth, speaking the truth. Deliver us from this deception of hell that we're not going to bondage any longer. Thank you, King of Heaven. Thank you, Lord of Lords. Thank you, Jehovah Shammah. Father, we praise your holy name. In Jesus' anointed name we are prayed. I think I will pray for you. I wanted you to pray the prayer, but the Holy Spirit told me that I should bless you. There is power invested in fathers when they make declaration to their offspring. Bring out your request. Father, I thank you because you always hear me. The Bible says, present to the Lord whatever you do, and your plans will succeed. I say by virtue of that scripture, that these plans you presented to God, you receive success over them. In the area you need wisdom, receive it in the name of Jesus. In the area you need revelation, receive it in the name of Jesus. In the area you need vision to be able to accomplish, receive it in the name of Jesus. Right? The God who showed the address of Anania, uh, of Tana uh, uh, to Paul, the one who showed the address of Peter. To, the, to Cornelius, I ask where these people need to know an address of somewhere, a company or somewhere they need to go get the blessing. By your spirit and holy angel, reveal unto them. In the book of Daniel chapter 1 verse 17, the Bible says, And God distinguished Daniel with knowledge of all the letters of Babylonian, which is education, and also the knowledge of the dreams, to interpret dreams. Everyone doing exam in this house, whether they are here or not, I decree that Daniel 117 be fulfilled over you. The Bible says the memory of the righteous are blessed. I bless your memory. Those of you who are working in offices 
I bless your memory. Ability to solve problems that is unsolvable to natural man. Receive in the name of Jesus Christ. You will be the solution in any office that you are. I say you will be the solution to problems in any office that you are. Those who are higher than you will see the wisdom operating through you. And they will soon carry you on their way to the highest places. Those of you who are already seated in high places, you will be distinct and be the president of all the people. The Lord will array you with wisdom. He will fortify you with knowledge. He will grant you in-depth understanding. Those of you who are learning, as you learn, you will have retentive memory. Ability to regurgitate what you read. I speak to all mankind. Receive in the name of Jesus Christ. You will prosper when you go out. You will prosper when you come in. Every investment that you are put your money and you lost before in this month of May God shall repay you I say from this very minute God shall repay you he will restore to you the years the locals have eaten aha the Lord will bring your, your messengers from abroad, and they will come with their gifts in their hands. Those who God has ordained to take you to the high places, God will connect you with them. The favor of God will locate you. Mercy will surround you. Everywhere you go, doors shall be opened unto you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, you will fulfill the mandates of heaven. Every spirit of hell assigned to hinder you are destroyed in the name of Jesus. The Bible we say in the book of Isaiah 24 verse, uh, chapter 14 verse 24 the Lord Almighty has sworn surely as I plan it shall be as I purpose it will stand every plan and purpose of God for you shall be manifest it says I will destroy the Assyrian in my land every embodiment of Satan sent to hinder you I command their destruction in the name of Jesus those who are taking some into captivity I command them to be released from their hands I command their capture to be bound in the name of Jesus I take the goblet of the enemy from your hand and give it back to your enemies. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. You will not be put to shame. You will go out in joy. You shall be left forth in peace. The mountains and the hills shall break forth before you. And the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Instead of desert, you will have oasis. Instead of rock, you have pathway. The Lord will make way for you in the desert places. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Your trees that have withered receive life back. I say your children that are without receive life back. Anyone that has been taken to captivity among you, I command them back into liberty. In the mighty name of Jesus, I break the scepter of unrighteousness over you. The yoke of the enemy are destroyed, and their bodies are lifted up from you. Every power of spell I destroy over you and the entire members of your household. I command the fire from heaven to come down and destroy every veil of the enemy. Every area of life you are veiled, receive sight in the name of Jesus Christ. When God unveiled the prodigal son, he came back home. Your prodigal son shall come home. In the name of Jesus, I say your prodigal son shall come home. Every veil that the devil has used to hinder people from prospering. Every veil the devil has used to hinder people from, from, from uh, 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 faith in themselves. That some, of, some people lock, they lack faith in themselves. They do not have any, any, any uh, ambition any longer. I command such veil to be destroyed in the name of Jesus. May the great one in you take over your mind. 
May the great one in you take over your spirit. May the great one in you take over your body. Anyone that has been sold to sin, I break the cord of sin. By the power of Jesus, I break every habit that is ungodly. In the name of Jesus, you are set free. Shackles be broken. Bondages be destroyed. Yoke be destroyed. Bodies be lifted up. I declare liberty in the name of Jesus. I declare liberty unto you in the name of Jesus as of Nazareth. Father, I thank you. It was for freedom that Christ has set us free. No longer to be subject to yoke of slavery. Everyone under my voice, you are set free. In the name of Jesus, you will no longer be subject to yoke of slavery. Father, we bless your name. We exalt and glorify thee. In Jesus' anointed name, we are praying with thanksgiving. Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. Put your hands together for the King of Heaven. God bless you. Please be seated. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Well, let's prepare for 